T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Doug Maurice from Cleveland.com. Of course, he's on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Going to talk a little Buckeyes, a little Browns. Doug, what's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Let's, uh, let's start down in Columbus where, you know, things are generally good in the fall. And uh, in the winter, we can't say the same because the Buckeye basketball team right now has lost 13 of their last 14 games. Chris Holtman's job is sort of maybe in jeopardy. I mean, everybody on campus is kind of wondering. Gene Smith has given him a couple of public, uh, you know, votes of, of – success here but the reality is they've lost 13 of their last 14 and things don't look like they're getting any better what's your read on ohio state hoops right now yeah bad not acceptable on any level like you know they're they're playing four freshmen a lot but you don't have to fall off a cliff like this just because you're young they have not worked the transfer portal very well um and they're just they're just overmatched they've lost their last three games by a combined 65 points like it they're not even competing at this point so in terms of job status, it would cost my about $20 million to buy him out at this point because they gave him an extension last year. So from the realistic standpoint, I just it's hard to imagine it, even though this season has fallen off a cliff. The only thing I could see, and I've talked about this on our Buckeye Talk podcast, is like a lateral move if he found another job. Um, that I could see. Like, you know what? Good for us. Good for you if you, if you go somewhere else. But otherwise, I think he'll be back next year for what is a top five recruiting class. You know, these freshmen that are playing now will be a year older, but there's still no part of this that anybody who cares about Ohio State basketball should tolerate. Do you think Chris can get the train on the tracks? And how does he go about doing that? Because it just, when you watch this team, as you talked about, it, it, it's painful and they're not competitive. I don't know that he's the right guy for this job. I don't think he's a bad basketball coach. I just think it's a bad fit, and I, I don't even know how I would explain that. It doesn't, you know, he was the coach at Butler previously and succeeded there. You know, you can't, until a guy makes a jump up like this, you don't know this is how it works. You move up the ranks, but I, I just don't know that this is the right place for him. So I, I don't think that, boom, you get in a class next year with three top 50 national recruits and all of a sudden it flips and they're competing at the top of the Big Ten. That's not what I think is going to happen. The idea of giving him that chance, especially with the extension, I, I expect that to happen. You know, and happy to be wrong. Happy to be, you know, coming back a year from now and giving a mea culpa because Ohio State's 14-4 and four in the Big Ten. But I just, I, I don't know that this is going to be the answer and... 
you know, I just think it's possible that Ohio State could get a get a big time hire next. You know, so I just I just think we may look back on this and say it just qu- wasn't quite the right guy in the right spot. Let's uh, switch toward the football side now. I mean, I realize it's the heart of the offseason, but this is kind of an intriguing time of year because you got lots of questions about what next year's team is going to look like. And the reality is you've got an awful lot of guys returning that should make you think, gee, this team should be pretty good next year, no matter who's at quarterback. Um, but the quarterback competition really doesn't officially start, I guess, till spring ball. What are your early thoughts? Kyle McCord, Devin Brown, Somebody else, do, do you have any early opinions on who should take the reins? Yeah, so we just finished a, a 90-minute Buckeye talk that will drop tomorrow all about Kyle McCord. And he's right on track. He's entering his third year of college football. He was a five-star recruit. You look at some of the quarterbacks just ahead of him in his recruiting class, Caleb Williams, Quinn Ewers, Drake May, J.J. McCarthy, guys like that have all started for their team. But Kyle McCord was sitting behind a – a two-time Heisman finalist in C.J. Stroud, and this is his time. He's got the size. I think he moves pretty well. He's got the arm, and he's been absorbing this. He committed to Ohio State almost four years ago. He was the second commit in their 2021 recruiting class. He's been committed since April 2019. So it feels like Ohio State fans have known this guy for a long time, but you haven't seen much yet. He had that one start against Akron as a freshman when C.J. Stroud was resting his injured shoulder, but, you know, I think he's the guy. Now, I think Devin Brown will give him competition, but it's year three for Kyle McCord, year two for Devin Brown. And I do think when you look at the skill set, this is a good, Ryan Day, he picked Kyle McCord. Ryan Day could have tried to recruit any quarterback in the country in that class, maybe outside of Caleb Williams, who is pretty locked into Lincoln Riley. But this is the guy Ryan Day wanted, and he's on track. And I think size, mobility, arm strength, everything, I think he's, he has all the skills you want. Doug, I want to ask you about the NIL situation. Uh, I don't think anyone's crying many rivers about the revenues that uh, Ohio State football generates, but there's obviously been a lot out there. I mean, Ryan Day has hinted at some of it that they don't have or they're not where they feel they need to be to keep pace with the big boys. Just what is your uh, feeling uh, regarding that, do you think that that's something that it, you know Ohio State needs to be concerned about? Um, you know, outside looking in, I, I kind of chuckle at that and wonder how that's even possible. But as somebody who's around the program and knows that program, it, is that a legit concern? Does the uh, football program have a bit of an NIL shortfall problem? Yeah, it's, it's hard because it's a huge alumni base, right? They have a huge stadium that they fill. They're the driving force of the of the new Big Ten TV deal. Like you think Ohio State's a wash in money, but like they can't give their money to the players. So you've got to funnel it. You've got to get outside people and outside businesses to give money. And you think, oh, Columbus is a big city. That's what we thought. Oh, they'd be a good position for an IL. There's some schools that just have deep pocketed donors, individual people who have given a lot of money and been invested in. Hey, I'm gonna, you know give millions in NIL. Ohio State really hasn't had an individual donor like that. We have reported this at Cleveland.com that they are getting some ducks in a row. I think they feel like they're going to have a more cohesive plan with the collective. So I do think Ohio State feels like it's getting in a better spot. I don't think we are at the end of the road of what NIL is going to be eventually. But as Ryan Day said that I reported last summer, it's like you've got to keep up in the meantime. 
right? You can't fall behind while it's kind of figuring itself out. So they, they do have some plans with some of the collectives where they feel like they'll have a better way to get people donating in a way that, that is effective. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of it is sometimes you're just, you're, you're dealing with Miami or Oregon or Texas A&M where, you know, there are individual people who are more willing to give out loads of money. And in the NIL world, that's helpful right now. Brendan Gulick, Daryl Ryder with you on 92.3 The Fan Afternoon Drive, joined by Cleveland.com's Doug LaMaurice on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Doug, one more on Ohio State, and then we'll, uh, we'll transition to the Browns here. About a week and a half ago, or maybe two weeks ago now, we had a chance to finally sit down and hear from Ryan Day and all of the uh, full-time assistant coaches on staff, as well as James Laronitis, who's back in the building now, and Mark Pantone, who, for, for folks that don't know, is basically the brainchild behind all of Ohio State's recruiting stuff. Um, sort of a two-pronged question, you know, what do you think the impact of Laronitis being back in the building is going to be, and what did you learn from Mark Pantone when, when he had a sort of annual State of the Buckeyes recruiting? Yeah, so from Pantone, you know, we, again, we've talked about this a lot. They are sort of indicating maybe as they work out this NIL stuff, the result is they go more in-state. They don't spend as much energy nationally if they get an indication that NIL is going to be a driving force in a national commits decision. So I'll be curious how that shakes itself out. If you look, you know, where Ohio State is now compared to 10 years ago, you know, they're, they're recruiting about half as many Ohio kids. They used to maybe get 10 or 11 Ohio kids in the class. Now maybe it's more like five or six. So if they wind up recruiting more Ohio players, more Midwest players, what does that mean? Does it mean you automatically have a talent drop-off? No, I don't think it has to mean that. I think you can develop. I think you still get the right national guys. But I'm curious how that works itself out. Pantone is indicating maybe more Ohio focus. And then I think James Lornitis matters. You know, they have this thing they're talking about of potentially expanding from 10 assistants to a larger number of full-time assistants or an unlimited number of full-time assistants i've said i'm i would bet money he'll be the full-time linebackers coach a year from now whether that's because of an expanded staff or a reshuffle that allows jim Knowles to be the defensive coordinator and lord Idis will coach linebackers it's not the only thing they're doing about this but i think it's a little bit of a reaction to losing to michigan twice in a row i think you've got to you know, reset the rivalry. And so what's the way to do that? I don't know. Maybe go get a guy with four pairs of gold pants who lived it. So that's not the only reason. But I think to me, and people have disagreed with me on this, that's a nice bonus of having James Laurinaitis in the building. So he he didn't know if he wanted to coach. He went to Notre Dame. He found out he does want to coach. I think he's going to be at Ohio State for a long time. I think he might be their, their next Luke Fickle. And Luke Fickle for 15 years was an integral part of Ohio State's success as an assistant. All right, let's uh, move things up. I-71, the big news of the day, dropped uh, first thing this morning. Mike Prefer out as Brown special teams coordinator. Looked like he uh, survived. Uh, Ultimately, he did not. So just your thoughts, Doug, on the timing and uh, the fact that Kevin Stefanski's now had to jettison not one but two of his coordinators this offseason. Yeah, I have no idea about the timing. All I know is what Mary Kay Cabot tells me. But, like, if you're going to be accountable, you gotta, you got to make a change. Right? I, I don't even know how – are you accountable or not? Is there a standard that the Browns are trying to live up to or not? So I think if there is, then you couldn't bring back the defensive coordinator and you couldn't bring back the special teams coordinator because neither of those units performed at a winning level. So – Kudos to them for doing that. And let's remember this. 
a year from now, if it doesn't go well this season, then apply it to the head coach. Like, there's a standard, right? This is There's enough talent here for them to be better than they were. And so you are accountable, you're professional, and I think it would have been a mistake to bring back either Joe Woods or Mike Prefer. So I don't know why it took this long, but to me this was an obvious move, and I think he could have made it the day after the season like they did with Woods. You know, I'm right there with you, Doug. Uh, I have uh, been saying that the Browns have underachieved the last two years. They've had plenty of talent to win, even with the Deshaun uh, suspension that he served. They they still could have been a better football team uh, than they were. What do you think is is the, the missing ingredient? Uh, I talked about this earlier in the show. I feel like when I cover the Guardians, it's just it's a different feel. When I cover the Cavaliers, I get the same feeling from both Tito and J.B. Bickerstaff. But then, you know, being around the Browns, I just don't get that it feeling with Kevin Stefanski. I think he's a really good coach. He can draw stuff up, but I just feel like something's missing. So what what is your take when you, uh, I guess your gut feeling when you look at where this Browns organization is at and the missing ingredient uh, that they're searching for? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not going to pretend, I'm not around them, Daryl, every day like like you are, like Mary Kay is, like Dan Lobby and Ashley Bastock and people who cover this team. So I'm not going to pretend I have the pulse of the team. But from the outside, it feels like it's a lack of leadership. So you look in this division, I mean, I've, you talk about it all the time. You have two examples to me, and it hasn't been, I get it, Baltimore's not perfect, but when I look at Mike Tomlin and I look at John Harbaugh, I see a leader, I see a culture, I see accountability, I see fire when it's needed, I see discipline when it's needed, and I don't see it in Cleveland. So maybe we'll see it eventually, but to me, when you're bringing in a defensive coordinator and part of the discussion around the coordinator is sort of like an alpha male toughness accountability thing, you're already lost to me. That's a head coach thing. So if that's what you're doing, then maybe Jim Schwartz should be the head coach and Kevin Stefanski can be the offensive coordinator. So I think they're searching for something because they know they don't have it. So I think this goes back to Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham. I thought that was mishandled in the moment, and I don't think it had to go down that way. And I think that starts with the guy in charge of the locker room, and that's the head coach. So it doesn't mean that Kevin Stefanski's not going to ever succeed. It doesn't mean he's not ever going to win. I'm not saying he should have been fired this offseason, but I have major questions and doubts about the leadership of the Browns, and I think it's on the line this season. If that doesn't turn itself around, you have to make a change. Great thoughts there on the Browns. Let's wrap with one more thing, uh, Doug, and we go a little further north, where Michigan's defensive coordinator Jesse Minter, according to Mike Garofolo, is among the candidates that the Philadelphia Eagles interviewed for their defensive coordinator spot now that Jonathan Gannon has moved on to uh, take the head coaching job at Arizona. What do you think about Michigan potentially losing its defensive coordinator here this year? So they lost both coordinators last year and made the playoff again. So I thought two years ago when Jim Harbaugh changed, I think seven of his 10 assistants got rid of Don Brown, the defensive coordinator. It was the spark that created this new era in Michigan football. I give Jim Harbaugh a lot of credit for making those changes. And I give his staff a tremendous amount of credit for the new energy and ideas they've brought here they lose josh gaddis they promote sharon moore and matt weiss the offense is still good they lose mike mcdonald they get jesse minter the defense is still good so part of me thinks okay harbaugh's got a system in place they'd have somebody else lined up but i do think 
Minter was an easy replacement for McDonald. They both came up through the Ravens. It was the same style of defense. That made so much sense. I do think it would be a little harder. I'm not sure another D.C. is sitting there waiting for them. But I think Jim Harbaugh's got it rolling right now, and I'm not sure that there's any any one assistant that would derail them. Awesome. Appreciate your time, Doug. Thanks so much for stopping by. And, folks, uh, check out the Buckeye Talk podcast as well. Doug LaMaurice on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Have a great day, Doug. Thanks, guys. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.